welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company, and I hope you'll visit the website to find out more. It's johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Naples Illustrated, bringing you infinite luxury lifestyles. Visit the website naplesillustrated.com when you do sign up for on the town it's a weekly email distribution about great things going on on the paradise coast we'll talk about that in just a few moments because there's less going on than even last week because of the coronavirus it is uh, march the 13th it's also friday the 13th and on this day in 1881, Tsar Alexander II, the ruler of Russia since 1855, was killed in the streets of St. Petersburg by a bomb thrown by a member of the Revolutionary People's Will Group. The People's Will, organized in 1879, employed terrorism and assassination in their attempt to overthrow Russia's Tsarist autocracy. They murdered officials and made several attempts on the Tsar's life before finally assassinating him on March the 13th, 1881. As Tsar, Alexander did much to liberalize and modernize Russia, including the abolishment of serfdom in 1861. However, when his authority was challenged, he returned repressive and he vehemently opposed movements for political reform. Ironically, on the very day he was killed, he signed a proclamation, the so-called Loris Mekhalov Constitution, that will have created two legislative commissions made up of indirectly elected representatives. He was succeeded by his 36-year-old son, Alexander III, who rejected the uh, Constitution. Alexander uh, II's assassination was arrested. Assassins were arrested and hanged, and the people's will was thoroughly suppressed. The Peasants' Revolution advocated by the people's will was achieved, of course, by Vladimir Lenin's Bolshevik revolutionaries in 1917. They were fighting against oppression, and guess what they created? Even more oppression. They created the Soviet Union, led to the Soviet Union in any event. So the coronavirus has hit the Paradise Coast big time. We went out dining last night. We went to Blue Provence and had a wonderful evening. The restaurant was about two-thirds full, and I asked the, uh, the uh, waiter about that, and he said, well, there were a lot of canceled reservations. So Artist Naples has canceled all events up until April the 12th. Of course, the St. Patrick's Day Parade was canceled. We talked about that with the mayor just yesterday. Uh, coronavirus has uh, closed Disney World and Universal Studios in uh, Orlando. The NCAA canceled the men's and women's basketball tournaments. Spring training has been closed down until further notice, and, and they've also delayed the beginning of the opening day. The NBA has closed down, has, so has the hockey leagues and the uh, soccer leagues. Congress is shutting down the U.S. Capitol to the public until April the 1st, according to the Associated Press. So uh, right now we're seeing this is going to have a big-time hit on the economy. It's being reflected in the, uh, in the airports or in, in the markets. Des- uh, desperate Americans spark bedlam as European fl- airports flyers uh, pay up to $20,000 for flights from Paris to get back to the United States before the travel ban kicks in. There's already more than 1,300 cases of virus in the United States and 39 people have died. Compared, of course, I think the irony here is well over 20,000 have died from the flu, seasonal flu, uh, this year. But never mind this. Uh, I'm, I'm going to call this an overreaction. We don't know if it's an overreaction, but it certainly appears to be. Yesterday, it kicked off across the country. The U.S. Census has been conducting uh, its census every 10 years since 1790. And for the first time ever, most residents will be asked to fill out the forms online. Many census takers may be sent door-to-door to households who do not respond. But with fears of the coronavirus and concerns over addition of citizenship questions, some worry about the officials' tally being accurate. Of course, this is happening right during the coronavirus. Equity markets yesterday cratered. 
down over 2,300 points, despite another flood of liquidity from the Federal Reserve after President Trump suspended travel from Europe for 30 days in an effort to contain the spread of the coronavirus, slamming the book on the longest-ever U.S. bull market after new travel restrictions to curb the coronavirus spread spooked investors and rattled world markets. President Trump's... uh, Europe travel ban, announced on Wednesday evening at 9 o'clock, sent all three major U.S. stock indexes into a tailspin with the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ confirming their first bear market since the financial crisis. That's back in 2008. The blue chip uh, Dow suffered its worst day. Uh, Over uh, since October 18, excuse me, 1987's Black Monday, the benchmark 500, S&P 500, and the NASDAQ have lost over a quarter of their value since reaching record closing highs just 16 sessions ago. Can you believe that? 16 sessions ago, the market was about 23% higher, 30% higher. Uh, a bear market is confirmed when an index sinks 20% or more below its most recent high uh, closing high. Trump's sweeping travel restrictions limiting flights from the continental Europe to the United States sent European shares to a near four-year low and slammed airline stocks already being battered by the uh, COVID-19. On Wall Street, airlines plummeted 19.6%. The U.S. Federal Reserve is expected to cut interest rates for the second time this month at the conclusion of its two-day monetary policy scheduled for next week. Yields uh, tumbled. And uh, the New York Federal Reserve pumped more liquidity to banks briefly, reversing some of the day's losses. It was a third substantial increase uh, uh, in uh, uh, liquidity in the past couple of weeks. The uh, CBOE volatility index, a gauge of investor anxiety, shot up to levels not seen since 2008. The Trump travel ban also hit oil prices, sending them down. Yeah, again, the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 2,352.6 points, or 9.99% yesterday, to 21,200. Unbelievable. So uh, all major sectors were down, and uh, panic hit world financial markets after stimulus efforts from European Central Bank failed to calm investors. In a TV uh, televised address on Wednesday that included support measures for the economy, U.S. President Donald Trump imposed restrictions on travel. Traders were disappointed after hoping to see a broader measure to fight the spread of uh, virus, Uh, but it didn't happen, and uh, so the markets are really cratering. Fear of the unknown is gripping markets, and it's more impactful in the credit markets at this moment. Liquidity has effectively evaporated, said John McClain, a portfolio manager at Diamond Hill Capital in Columbus. People are looking ahead and saying, what's this world going to feel like when we're working uh, with the unknown here? So uh, there is some good news, though. The number of Americans filing for unemployment benefits unexpectedly fell last week as employers continue to hold on to their workers, but the coronavirus and the pandemic is expected to lead to an increase in layoffs as companies battle supply chain disruptions and sagging demand for some goods and services. Now, miraculously, liberals are finding are finally willing to attribute the stock market's moves to President Donald Trump instead of former President Barack Obama. Obviously, none of them will mention this as far as uh, U.S. markets have fallen. They, uh, they haven't fallen to the extent that the global markets have. That aside, it's useful to give some context amidst the panic. The markets have experienced uh, eight bear markets since the 1960s, roughly one every 7.5 years or one uh, once every uh, 4.6 years if you include the near bear markets. So uh, on average, event-driven bear markets like the coronavirus have occurred in about 15 months. It seems that we are overdue for a bear market, having gone 11 years without one, but the markets would have likely continued chugging along in the absence of the coronavirus coronavirus epidemic or pandemic and those past bear markets are near bear markets the average decline before stocks rebounded was 31 percent so just to give some context here we're in a bear market it is uh, not structural it's more event driven by the uh, coronavirus pandemic but nevertheless it is taking its toll on uh, markets in the economy
President Trump shrugged off. By the way, I think President Trump, it's pretty clear to me, has made the decisions on what's best for the American people, not what's best for my reelection, not what's best for the financial markets, not what's best to appease those who have supported me in the past. He's looking out after us. I think that he's putting that first and foremost. He's thrown caution to the wind and uh, made the decisions that he's made. I think uh, it will pay off in the long run. Uh, he shrugged off complaints by European Union leaders that they were not consulted before he announced travel restrictions, arguing that the EU doesn't alert the U.S. when it raises tariffs. We get along well with the European leaders, but we had to make some decisions, and I didn't want to take the time and did, didn't want to take a long time to make the individual calls, he said in the Oval Office, also alongside Irish Prime Minister Leo uh, Varadkar. Before adding that he had spoken to some EU leaders before the announcement, EU leaders were furious, saying that the global pandemic requires cooperation rather than unilateral action. Here's a quote. The European Union disapproves of the fact that the U.S. decision to impose a travel ban was taken unilaterally and without consultation. That according to the European Council President, European Union Council President, the European Union is taking strong action to limit the spread of the virus, he said. Europe has been struggling to get a grip on the crisis, which has virtually shut down countries such as Italy, Denmark, and already more than 17,000 cases of COVID-19 have been detected in Europe, with the virus having been found in all 27 EU countries. Trump justified the exclusion of the UK, saying that U.S. ally was doing a very good job on combating the crisis, he said. So there you go. I mean, we're in the midst of, uh, this is historic. I've never seen anything like this. It's so interesting that it pales by comparison to the swine flu and the results that we had then. But nevertheless, the mainstream media, along with uh, the press and uh, the hysterical left, is driving, I think, a lot of this. So we think it's being overblown, certainly in the markets and uh, what's happening in well, all of Broadway is closed down. Again, Artist Naples closed down. It's just amazing. Unbelievable. Segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. Visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also, by Naples Illustrated, bringing you infinite luxury lifestyles. The website is naplesillustrated.com. Coming up, we're going to visit with William Yateman. He is a senior fellow uh, a research fellow at the Cato Institute. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Golf Shore Playhouse, devoted to creating professional New York-style theater at its very best and at affordable prices, presents the Florida premiere of a laugh-out-loud comedy, The Lady Demands Satisfaction, running from February the 15th through March the 15th, with preview performances on February the 13th and 14th. Directed by Broadway star and Gulf Shore Playhouse Associate Artistic Director Jeffrey Bender, The Lady Demands Satisfaction tells the comedic tale of hapless heiress Troth as she comes of age. After the untimely death of her noble father, Troth learns that she could lose her inheritance if someone beats her in a duel. The only problem? Troth has never laid so much as a finger on a sword. Her domineering aunt, clever servants, bumbling lawyer, and Prussian swordmaster 
all add to the chaos and mayhem in this hilarious swashbuckling spoof of 18th century nobility. Tickets are selling fast and are available now. Single tickets for the Lady Demand Satisfaction start at only $38. Tickets can be purchased by calling the box office at 866-811-4111 or visiting the website golfshoreplayhouse.org. We'll see you at the show. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. Get tickets now by visiting the website golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with us Peggy Silfon from Stonewater Studio. What are you talking about? She's a very interesting person with a lot of good information. We're talking about being happy and staying healthy during the corona or the, uh, we'll call it the COVID-19 scare. Right now we have with us William Yateman, a research fellow at the Cato Institute. William, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Bob. My pleasure. Tell us about the Cato Institute. Well, we're a think tank here in Washington, D.C., and, and we're dedicated to advancing a free society at every level of government. Terrific organization. Cato.org is the website. C-A-T-O.org. By the way, um, let's let's start off by just discussing this coronavirus reaction, what's going on in the country. Uh, any thoughts? Well, I'll, it, it does seem as though panic is setting in. Um, I'll say this. we, we uh, Schools closed this morning. I've actually, after this call, I'm going to go back home and um, take care of the kid. They, they had said, the public schools had said not, but... Uh, last evening, that uh, the latest information they had was that schools were going to be open today. Um, hours later, they said that they're responding to the narrative, quote-unquote, and that was the exact phrase they used, huh. responding to the narrative, and therefore they're going to close schools today. And, you know, the narrative here is panic. I mean, they're, they're, I mean that's not really a terribly rational response, and I, I should stress to your listeners, I'm not a virologist, I'm not a, an epidemiologist, I'm a lawyer, um, but nevertheless, there, there is a common sense element there that, that does seem to be missing that um, is widely and I think uncontroversially associated with a panic yeah. mindset, and I do fear that that's set in. I don't think, yeah, I think absolutely agree with you. And of course, uh, there's real danger with this uh, and, and unknowns with regard to the uh, COVID-19, or I guess the Chinese are pushing back and saying, it didn't start in China. What are you talking about? <laughs> but it, and yeah, so we're calling it COVID-19 politically correct. But, uh, you know, clearly it feeds into the left's narrative about the incompetence of the president of the United States, an underreaction, not taking care of the American people, and also playing into uh, creating all kinds of funding mechanisms while people are going through this process in in uh, in, in the legislative body. So uh, definitely that's going on. And, and uh, how about Cato? What's happening there? Now, you, by the way, in Washington, D.C. is where William is located right now. Uh, what's Cato uh, going to do about this? Well, I'm, we're, we're going to join uh, virtually every single other organization, including Congress and the Supreme Court here in Washington, D.C. <laughs> we're going to start working remotely. Um, and, you know, that's a, I understand completely. I mean, I don't, I, by no means am I um, objecting to that decision or sweeping that under the rug of, or, or under the same rubric as the, the panic that I was discussing earlier. Right. Doing what they have to do. Um, but it does, uh, I'll get to a point that you had just rendered um, regarding sort of how this has become unfortunately politicized. Right. And I think that gets to something we were speaking about last week, sort of how the, the politics of this country have become so unfortunately poisoned um, that everything uh, becomes a political football. And, and I do believe that's what we've seen here, yeah. unfortunately so. I mean, I, I guess I've unfortunately spent on social media, and certainly the reaction of those predisposed to disliking Trump has been, just as you said, um, to lay this at, at his feet, which, you know, doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. Um, and as you said, the, the, there's a legislative package being put together, and um, it's sort of seen as a bill, 
as such, the uh, the certain uh, interests are trying to stuff it full of their uh, long, you know, held policy preferences that yeah. kind of have no place in this discussion. So Absolutely. it is. Uh, I'll say the, the, the I may not be able to comment authoritatively on the the virus itself. I'm not a doctor, but as a lawyer, I can comment <laughs> I comment pretty authoritatively on the politics of the matter. And, yeah. and what I see is uh, depressing uh, all, all too. Um, par for the course, if you will. Yeah, I think back to 9-11, literally it demonstrated at that time the uh, utter humanity, the support, the volunteerism of uh, American people and American spirit. We all kind of pulled together after this horrific attack on America at the World Trade Center. Uh, You'd like to think we'd see the same thing during this type of crisis as well, but unfortunately, as you pointed out, it's being politicized uh, to the point where I mean, the China, literally, the Chinese, I can't believe the brazen of Chinese officials saying that they, somehow the U.S. Army brought the epidemic to Wuhan. That's <laughs> what they're claiming now. <laughs> Unbelievable. I will, the, no, no, I will say this in defense, and of course, that is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but there, you know, we, we have seen elements of, I believe it was Senator Tom Cotton, who's been uh, uh, suggesting that we might even punish. <clears throat> China for for this foreign virus that they've unleashed in the world, and you know that is uh, I think such talk on both sides is not really serving any uh, uh, purpose or right. good purpose, if you will. So, um, but yes, the, the, this notion that it's uh, some sort of U.S. Army plot is uh, indeed risible. Yeah, well, and uh, you know after the the, the announcement about the uh, uh, the. Uh, Closing down the flights to Europe, Jim Acosta said that, you know, the guy from CNN said that Trump's address to the nation smacked of xenophobia. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just unbelievable how, how this whole, whole thing is being so politicized. And uh, then, uh, of course, uh, uh, there was an address by uh, candidate uh, Joe Biden uh, for presidency, and he said that Trump's handling it all wrong. And then he proceeded to outline the things that he would do as president, which basically just mirrored and copied exactly what the president's already done. So it's, 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 I mean, even aside from sort of the ridiculousness of the policy itself, mm-hmm. I'll just note that I had read a Washington Post story this morning, and this is along the lines of this unfortunate politicization um, of the coronavirus, but that both Biden and Sanders saw this coronavirus pandemic as an opportunity, yeah. as a political opportunity, right. um, that, that they were going to look pre- presidential and contrast themselves with Trump. And, you know, that just sort of uh, got my goat, if you will, just a, this, it's absurd yeah. I mean, in, in this political environment whereby something like this becomes an opportunity for a politician. Yeah. Uh, but alas, that's where we are. Well, it reminds me of uh, Rahm Emanuel, the uh, the chief uh, officer for the for Obama's administration. We had the financial panic back in the day. He said, "Let's never let a good opera, a good crisis, uh, crisis go to waste." And that's <laughs> and it proceeded to create the 1 trillion dollar <laughs> unshovel ready a program to help people people get back to work was pretty pretty amazing actually at the time. So just getting things in in uh, in focus here. What what in the, as an expert really on the in the whole nation of uh, whole notion of our constitution, uh, the president seems to be well within his bounds on the steps that he's taken. What do you think? Oh, indeed. This is a uh, so and normally as listeners who've listened to us talk before. Um, no, well, I'm suspicious of presidential power. Um, however, uh, the, as I've uh, conceded before, the Constitution does vest, quote-unquote, executive authority in the president, and the framers, the founding fathers, very much associated times of crisis um, with executive authority. So, um, to be sure, many of the measures that he's taking are going to be, have been uh, functions of laws passed by statutes. But at the same time, you know, whenever uh, uh, whenever there's panic, <laughs> um, the president's authority uh, grows accordingly. Right. And that's actually a constitutional dynamic that I don't object to. Absolutely. I mean, he, he is... You know, fortunately, I think the president has taken the reins and said, I'm going to do what's best for the American people, irrespective of the consequences, the short-term consequences, whether it be politically or in the markets or whatever it might be. I think he does have our best interests at heart. 
I certainly would give him that for sure. Again, William Yateman, the uh, research fellow at the Cato Institute, really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Bob. Always a pleasure indeed. All right, come on, coming up, we're going to talk with Peggy Silfon about uh, staying healthy during the coronavirus and what we can do individually to protect ourselves from uh, what's going on. We're going to do that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Do you have an extra auto you'd like to donate to charity? Maximize your tax deduction, support your favorite charity, and help a local child in need by calling Naples Auto Donation Center. Naples Auto Donation Center is a not-for-profit licensed car dealer. Just call NADC at 692-9840 and they'll take it from there. You get a properly documented tax deduction for whatever the vehicle actually sells for. Your designated beneficiary charity gets half the profit after fix-up costs and the net revenue generated by NADC goes to Friends of Foster Children to provide tutoring and other enrichment activities for foster children the government doesn't provide. And NADC is also one of the few places in Collier County that sells inexpensive cars that actually run to folks who would otherwise not be able to afford one. It's a real win-win. Call Naples Auto Donation Center at 692-9840 or visit the website nadckids.com. You'll be glad you did. back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. One of the great initiatives, that's just one of them, you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Dave Bigo, the author of The Devil at Our Doorstep. Right now we have with us Peggy Silfon. Peggy is, uh, well, she's a wellness expert. She's a coach. She's just doing a lot of great things in her life. Peggy, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Bob. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Peggy. Well, you, what a timely article you wrote about being happy and staying healthy during the COVID-19 health scare. Maybe you can tell us about it. So we are so overcome by fear when every time we turn on the news we're told about how dangerous and serious and horrible this uh, coronavirus is. And fear tends to shut down our uh, ability to be in balance, to be in homeostasis. It actually has an effect on the brain, neurologists will tell you. Um, it actually detaches from the prefrontal cortex, which is our decision-making and our sensible sense. And so it is uh, actually contributing to our being unhealthy and unhappy. Yeah. So uh, it's really important that we face this all together as a community and as individual families in very positive ways, being proactive, doing what we can, and letting go of the fear, just being prepared and being cautious. 
I'll say in my own life, I know that sometimes when fear comes, uh, it starts to uh, overtake me, and it happens sometimes, what happens is that I see fewer opportunities that I don't think clearly and end up making poor decisions. So I think that this kind of advice is really important. You don't need to be controlled by your outside influences. You actually can make a choice to be happy and to uh, be calm and to think clearly. Exactly, and happiness is an inside job, and there are things that you can do to help cultivate it. So, first of all, stop watching the news. You can get one segment of news or just go to the CDC website if you want to stay on top of what's happening, but without it being part of every minute of every day and being obsessive about it. And when you do feel yourself kind of getting agitated or anxious or upset, kind of take a break. Just get away from everything. Go take a walk on the beach. I did that yesterday morning, and Hmm. what a beautiful morning it was. Indeed. And just take some slow, deep breaths. And actually, I was walking with a guy who deals with the stock market, and and it was so refreshing for him. He said, wow, I feel so much better. (laughs) So... It's really important that we pay attention to our basic biological needs, and our needs are to be calm and feel peaceful and feel that sense of inner happiness. So just stop and take some slow, deep breaths, close your eyes, and that just signals the nervous system to calm down. Uh, That's great advice indeed. Now, you also offered, I noticed in your column, uh, by the way, can people sign up for your newsletter? Absolutely. They can just go to uh, PeggySealFund.com and they can sign up right on my homepage. Peggy Sealfon, uh, Peggy uh, Sealfon, S-E-A-L-F-O-N.com is the website. And I found it to be very helpful. And you had some uh, useful suggestions that I hadn't ever thought about uh, in your column and, and staying uh, healthy during this period of, or staying away from or trying to prevent the virus. What are your thoughts? Right. So some of it and a lot of this has been uh, available information is things like social distancing, avoiding handshakes, um, instead do the fist bumps or do a heart tap, um, and then things like washing your hands often for 20 seconds. And I don't like the hand sanitizers personally. Really? Uh, they have a lot of chemicals in them. I'm very anti-chemicals if we don't need to add them to our bodies. So I actually um, carry around with me these alcohol prep pads. So if I am not in a place where I can wash my hands, I can just use those and that takes care of things. And then we know that the virus is spread by touching our face. It goes into our throat. So just, you know, it's amazing how itchy your face gets when you're out and about and you realize, okay, I shouldn't be touching my face. And suddenly your eye itches and your cheek itches. Um, So, you know, you have to just be mindful. And then things like I do, um, I like colloidal silver, which is um, uh, sort of similar to an antibiotic, but it's more natural. So I'll take a teaspoon to a tablespoon of that a couple of times a day. Black elderberry syrup is also highly antiviral and really supports the immune system. The whole point is to really support the immune system. And so it's really important to eat healthy, eat nutrient-dense foods, reduce stress, let go of that anxiety, breathe deeply, get seven to eight hours of sleep, and then... Again, minimize exposure to large groups. I I just canceled one of our Be Well in Paradise networking events uh, because here we are talking about wellness, and this is not a time to really bring groups together until we know more and until we're in a better situation. Uh, No question. I want to get back to this uh, uh, alcohol wipes, I think you called them, as opposed to the uh, Purell, that kind of thing. Uh, what, What exactly are you speaking of? Well, that's my personal preference. These are like prep pads. I use them, and I have a bioelectrotherapy system that I use for pain management, and I do demos with people. And so I carry these little alcohol prep pads to clear areas in order to um, use my device on people. So it occurred to me that this this is pure alcohol, and that's what kills the virus better than anything else. And you can I bought them online, actually, at uh, Amazon, and they just come in a big box, and they're nice little handy... Um, self-contained wipes, each one, and you just take it out as you need it. The only thing is it's very drying, so I do find I have to moisturize my hands a lot. But oh, other yeah. than that, I think they're <clears throat> kind of simple to use and, and nice to have available. I just keep a stack of them in my car now. See, that's so fascinating. Now, I also want to back into this topic about you have some device that helps with pain management. <laughs> I do. Um, 
it's a new system that has actually been used with a lot of major teams for injuries, and it's called bioelectrotherapy. And actually, I'm doing a demo on it on uh, Saturday morning, May 21st at 11 a.m. at Beautiful Health, which is a fabulous new store that opened a few months ago. Hmm. And people can actually come and get demos. So it uses um, electrostimulation, which goes beyond just skin level. And I've actually had amazing results with not only injuries, but things like broken bones. I've had, I woke up around Christmas time with a swollen gland that was just unbelievable. And I had parties to go to, and I thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And there's, um, a protocol for swollen glands. Within an hour, it was gone. Wow. So I've been really impressed with what it can do. It has over a million frequencies, so it does work on energy and frequencies, but there are protocols for everything from arthritis to cataracts to um, anything you might be dealing with. It's well, really quite remarkable. Well. So I've been demoing it, and I've only had it for about six months, but it's uh, phenomenal device. So is this something that uh, any individual could have, or is it a piece of equipment that would be, uh, you know, expensive and therefore... Well, um, I, all right, I'll be very honest with you. You yep. do need to have a prescription for pain management ah. in order to have the device, or you can become a distributor. And that's actually what I did. I became a distributor so that I could uh, just begin to work with the device. I'm always interested in... Um, devices that can really help heal people, that can help activate just the body's own biological management systems, which, um, you know, we're always suppressing those. We yeah. take things that um, numb us from really noticing what's going on in the body. And this is something that actually helps change that and stimulates the healing quite naturally. And so, it's been really appealing to me. And like I said, I've, I have someone who has neuropathy in his feet, and suddenly he's now feeling his toes. It's oh, my amazing. goodness. That is a fantastic report. Well, back to the main theory, theory uh, thesis yeah, here. Yeah, sorry, is, we digressed. No, no, it was me. I took you off track, but I'm so fascinated with what you had to say there. So the, the important thing here is that we have a lot of outside stimuli right now, and a lot of reasons uh, to, to default to unhappiness and to fear and to uh, panic. Uh, the major message here is, you know, we actually each can decide each day to be happy, irrespective of what's happening around us, to be calm. And when we're doing that, my, my belief is, and you could probably verify this, that when you're calm and you're taking care of yourself and eating right and uh, getting enough sleep and all those things actually helps the immune system, which helps fight off all the things we're fearful of. That's the whole point. I call it an integrated state of being, and I actually teach an integrated life plan. And it's really about aligning mind and body. We function in our minds and the ego and fear and anxiety, and all of that takes over. And much of that is built on past experiences, on pre-programming, which really don't exist in the moment but are triggered by the moment, are triggered by some <coughs> external experience or maybe even some internal thought process that may not be healthy. And so it's about learning how to um, bring that connection so that you actually activate your own immune system and you can function at a higher level. I also teach a class called Yoga Nidra, which is integrative relaxation. I only do one public class a week at Love Yoga, but um, that takes you into very deep levels of relaxation, mm. which is equivalent to about three to four hours of deep REM, rapid eye movement, restorative sleep. Wow. And that can help bring you into that state. And the other thing I'll just share with your listeners is one of the phrases that I like to use during that program um, from time to time, depending who the students are, because I'm kind of sensitive to what the needs might be, is a phrase that you can use any time. And so when you're feeling panicked or uncomfortable, you can say this phrase, I rest in calm awareness. So it calms you down. You can still see everything that's going on, but you don't have to be emotionally reactive and damage your immune system. Again, for short spurts, it's okay to have those reactions, but you need to be more mindful so that you can stop them so that it doesn't become chronic. When it becomes chronic, then you're compromising your immune system and uh, you're very prone to getting sick. Well, I'm so grateful we've had this conversation, Peggy. I mean, it, to me, it's just reminding me of some of the things that uh, is important to remember. I know that <clears throat> sometimes I listen to 
to myself talk and I think about some of the things I was just thinking, which are so destructive. It's so untrue, you know, <laughs> with exactly. fear, fear sitting in. So you can actually take a step back and maybe I have a different thought that I can have that will be more supportive of what I'm working to accomplish. The other thing I'll mention is that the, the phrase that I use that is so helpful to me is when I find myself in a state of agitation, just take a step back and say, peaceful, calm. Peaceful, calm, literally in my life now, triggers uh, a sense of calm and peace. That's beautiful, Bob. And you know, that's something, though, that most people can't just do sort of once and it works. You have to kind of practice it, and then that becomes your trigger to be peaceful and calm. That's yeah. fantastic. That's well, as a matter of fact, a great way to do it. Is when I was uh, playing racquetball competitively, which I really loved, I was ended up being the Virginia State champion in my age group. But one, wow. of the, one of the things I attribute my success to is just when I'm on the court, I'm upset or thinking that didn't go well or whatever, peaceful calm. It just triggered an immediate sense of peace and calm that I could perform better. And it also allows you, when you do that, to be present in the moment. So right in this moment, as you and I are speaking, everything is okay. Yes, there's coronavirus and chaos and stock markets crashing, but right in this moment, as you and I are speaking... It's okay. Hey, you know what? We have peace. Yeah. Hey, you know what? This this conversation is making me happy. So I, <laughs> I really appreciate it. Well, then it works. Yes, Yay. Exactly. So I'm going to encourage our listeners to go to your website, PeggySilfon.com. PeggySilfon.com. Sign up for her periodic newsletter. Really helpful information. PeggySilfon.com. Peggy, genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Bob. Really appreciate being here with you. My pleasure indeed. All right, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the uh, Bob Harden uh, Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For the best in food and drink, as well as great live entertainment, go to the Dog 2 Sports and Music Bar. Formerly known as Weekend Willie's, the Dog 2 Sports and Music Bar has terrific new local owners offering a great new upscale decor and a fabulous new menu. Linda and I are weekly regulars to hear live blues, but you can stop by anytime for great food and drink, to watch your favorite sporting event, or to hear great live entertainment five nights a week. The Dog 2 Sports and Music Bar is located at 5310 Shirley Street, just off Pine Ridge Road, and it's open from 11 a.m. until close every day. Visit the website dogtoothnaples.com or call 431-7004. That's 431-7004. I hope we'll see you there. Did you know St. Matthew's House operates the only emergency homeless shelters in Collier County? St. Matthew's House provided more than 500,000 hot meals to those in need last year, and since 2010, 527 men and women have graduated from the St. Matthew's House Justin's Place Addiction Recovery Program. For over 30 years, St. Matthew's House has provided innovative solutions to fight homelessness, hunger, substance abuse, and poverty in Southwest Florida. And you can help St. Matthew's House in this life-transforming work by patronizing the St. Matthew's House Thrift Stores, Cafe M25, Car Wash and Detailing Center, and award-winning catering operations. For more information, visit stmatthewshouse.org. That's stmatthewshouse.org. St. Matthew's House is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization and does not solicit government funding. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. And that's just one of the initiatives. We have healthcare initiatives, just a number of things to support states and creating their legislative agendas, as well as now the federal government working with the Trump administration. You can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Dave Bigo, the author of The Devil at Our Doorstep, about the travails of dealing with union bosses over the course of two and a half years. Right now, let's talk a little bit about uh, former Vice President Joe Biden's proposal for combating the coronavirus. It really did. It just literally copies what President Trump has already done. 
uh, Biden, who many believe has locked up the Democrat nomination, unveiled his plan in a televised address yesterday. The speech, which billed beforehand by supporters as commander-in-chief worthy, heavily criticized President Trump's efforts to contain the pandemic. Now, you may be aware that the mainstream media, media uh, uh, crying Chuck Schumer, suggesting that uh, the president is incompetent to take care of this crisis. Well, uh, here's what Biden said. Our government's ability to respond effectively has been undermined by the hollowing out of agencies and the disparagement of science. That's right. He said disparage of, disparagement of science. Of course, he's got a whole uh, climate change agenda, which is based on anything but science. It's fake science. Anyhow, adding that, our ability to derive a global response was also dramatically undercut by the damage Trump has done to our credibility and our relationships around the world, he said. Instead of urging calm and unity, uh, Biden spent a large portion of the speech leveling political attacks on the president, and particularly argued that Trump's policies and demeanor in the White House only exacerbated tensions in the public health and safety sectors. He said, unfortunately, this virus laid bare the severe shortages and shortcomings of the current administration. Public fears are being compounded by a pervasive lack of trust in this president, fueled by an adversarial relationship with the truth. <laughs> Can you believe it? He honestly said that. He really said that. The adversarial relationship with the truth, the guy that said that 150 million people have died because of guns in the last uh, decade. He also said he's running for the Senate. But he says uh, the president has an adversarial relationship with the truth. Anyhow, despite all this tough rhetoric, many of the proposals Biden suggested for combating the virus were, in fact, already central to the Trump administration efforts. For instance, Biden calls for no efforts to be spared in getting private laboratories and universities to help test the virus. Well, guess what? The president is doing exactly that. The former vice president's plan argues in favor of federal relief efforts for small businesses negatively impacted by the pandemic. Well, of course, that's already been uh, implemented by the president and Congress. Our core recommendations from Biden's plan are indistinguishable from current President Trump's administration's efforts. Specifically, the former vice president's proposal calls for revising existing laws and regulations to ensure insurance companies will waive co-pays and deductibles for the coronavirus testing and eventual vaccine. And although his plans uh, is, has elaborate mechanisms for doing all this, this is exactly what President Trump has proposed in his plan as well. So all this stuff that he's come up with in an attempt to demonstrate how he's uh, going to be the commander chief, uh, basically plagiarized. And of course, this wouldn't be the first time that he plagiarized something. He plagiarized a paper when he was in school. Well, now he's plagiarized the president's plan <clears throat> for fighting the uh, or dealing with the coronavirus. The similarities between uh, Biden's proposal and what the current administration is already doing to combat the coronavirus did not escape uh, notice on Thursday. Joe Biden's coronavirus remarks today sounded awfully familiar. Andrew Clark, the Trump campaign's rapid response director, said in an email, to, uh, listening to him, we felt a sense of deja vu. Yep, this is not the first time the election cycle the former vice president has attracted scrutiny for similarities between his official proposals and other sources. In July 2019, Biden campaign released a policy for tackling climate change to much fanfare. Later it emerged, however, that some of the text and ideas were pre presented and being borrowed without attribution from several high-profile climate change advocacy groups. Shame on you, Joe Biden. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with uh, uh, Dave Bego. Dave is the author of uh, The Devil at Our Doorstep. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you or a family member suffer from chronic pain in your knees, hips, or shoulders? Joint pain can be a nagging and serious problem requiring expert and compassionate care. I know I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. Until 2006, I was suffering debilitating pain and deformity in my knees. I couldn't enjoy biking or golf or even sleep without chronic pain as a constant companion. Thanks to Dr. George Markovich and the professional staff at the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine, my pain is gone, and I'm back to doing the activities I enjoy with no pain. I have a lifestyle I can only imagine. 
imagine prior to knee surgery, and you can too. Call the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. They will thoroughly evaluate your condition, provide personalized, state-of-the-art treatment, and help you relieve your pain and get back to your active lifestyle. At the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine, your care will be professionally managed through every phase of your recovery. For an initial consultation, call the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine, located off Tamiami Trail in Bonita Springs at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. You listen to The Bob Harden Show, so why not market your company to our loyal listeners? Ads are played live on each show and then archived so listeners can hear the show and your ad at their convenience. Each advertising package includes a banner on BobHarden.com with a link to your website at no extra charge. Join Lulabee's Diner, Johnson's Air Conditioning, Blue Provence, and many others who advertise on the show. Call me at 598-3889, that's 598-3889, or send an email to BobHarden at Hotmail.com to design an ad program that's just right for your business and your budget. You'll be pleasantly surprised at the cost and the value. Several advertisers have been with me for years. Find out why by calling 598-389 or send me an email to bobharden at hotmail.com. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. You can get tickets now by visiting the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Dave Beagle, as I mentioned before the break. He's the author of The Devil at Our Doorstep. He also has over 6,000 employees in over 30 states. Uh, big business, and uh, he wrote a book about he was assaulted by union bosses from SEIU. They tried to get him to sign a neutrality agreement. Well, what that is, it sounds benign, but what it is, it allowed them to go out and sign up his employees, uh, intimidate them. We use whatever methods uh, necessary or, uh, to in- get them to sign up for the union. If Once they got 50% plus one, voila, he was unionized. Well, he said, no, we're not going to do it that way. You're not going to use those types of tactics with my people. If you're going to unionize our shop, you're going to do it with a secret ballot. They demurred. No, didn't want uh, what proceeded after that. Two and a half years of uh, dirty tricks. Oh, you just can't even believe. You can't make up the stuff that they pulled off. And uh, Dave wrote about it in his book, The Devil at Our Doorstep. Dave, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Yeah, Bob. Uh, glad to have you on. It's, um, you know, we're actually in 43 states. And, uh, wow. Yeah. Business is growing. Yeah, and with this uh, coronavirus uh, epidemic, um, it's uh, it's it's absolutely amazing because we're having to do things to make sure that our employees uh, have the right uh, uh, sanitizers and chemicals and stuff like that and yeah. uh, gloves and everything to make sure that they're safe. But uh, uh, and same thing in our corporate headquarters and our branch offices. You know, we're we're putting things into effect to uh, uh, make sure things are covered and people are doing the right things and uh, we're training our people and and how to do things and uh, make sure we, because uh, our customers are, they are just, uh, they're going wild, to be honest with you, wanting uh, extra work done, uh, extra sanitizing done. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're asking, um, you know, we have a supply company too, uh, you supply chemicals and equipment, and uh, they're asking for additional sanitizing uh, uh, wipes and uh, chemicals and all that. I mean, we had a customer, we just bought a thousand uh, cases of uh, sanitizing wipes from us, wow. and uh, you know it's just uh, what's going on across the country is un- unbelievable. And uh, but the thing is, Bob, is you know you look at all this, and uh, we don't really have that uh, many cases in this country yet. And um, and uh, you know I, we've got some deaths, but not not a huge amount. And uh, the um, uh, the worst of it seems to be in areas where you have uh, transportation coming in from um, uh, overseas, you know, places like uh, California and Washington and, and New York and even down in Florida some. No, absolutely. I mean, uh, one of the things that strikes me, though, is uh, a lot of businesses right now are seeing a reduction in in, uh, in demand. That's not what I'm hearing from you. You're saying, <laughs> what you're saying is your customers are saying we want more, which is really oh, yeah, kind of cool. It's unbelievable. We've had customers come with us, even one down in Florida. I can't tell customer names, but yeah. uh, that said, uh, 
we want you to do this this much much more as far as sanitizing and uh, uh, cleaning more times a day and sanitizing and stuff like that and uh, wow you know please give us a price and we gave him a price and it was a pretty good sized price and they said okay do it yeah and um, we've got uh, and now we've got customers in the Midwest doing the same thing and asking the same stuff and uh, you know our uh, uh, people are just uh, we're we're just hustling all the time. All right. Well, that's great to hear, Dave. Uh, you know, uh, the the interesting thing to me is that uh, the uh, swine flu broke out. President uh, Obama didn't do anything about it until a thousand people had died. There was a lot, of, I think, a, a huge percentage of the nation that actually had the swine flu, and yet we have what nineteen KP nineteen people have died in the United States, something like that, and. Uh, in, in juxtaposition to a thousand with a swine flu, and we're closing down everything. That didn't happen back then. No, and I think Bob, that's the other thing I want to talk about. I think the media is controlling this, and uh, they're they're blowing this thing up and making it sound a lot worse than it is. To because um, uh, they're attacking Trump and trying to bring him down uh, because we're in the election year, and yep. I think that's what the majority of this is. And uh, I agree. You know, to 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 go on with that. This is what people need to understand, that the unions control the media. And I talk about that in my book, The Devil at Our Doorstep. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I put newsletters out every week. And, uh, and the one that I'm going to be putting out later this week, I'm going to be putting in an article that uh, um, is uh, basically says, who who does the union base uh, endorse for the presidency? And... Uh, you won't believe this, but Sanders is is number one. And wow. when you look at all the unions that are behind him, the AFT, APW, uh, NHU, I mean, just goes on and on and on. And then you go down to Biden, and he's, he doesn't have as many as uh, Sanders, but he's got a bunch too. And, um, of course, one of them that uh, is supporting him is the union that uh, – um, um, came after me. No, actually, I'm sorry, that, that was the SAU uh, supported Sanders. Yeah. I'm thinking here, let me, yeah, the SAU is supporting Sanders, and, you know, they're the ones that we had to battle. And uh, they go on to say the SAU is uh, providing $150 million to Sanders. $150 million to support the Democrat candidate. Actually, he's a, a communist candidate or a socialist candidate. Uh from the unions. Now, this is something we should be aware of because clearly the unions understand that they will become stronger if, in fact, the Democrat is in office. So it becomes this kind of crony capitalism. Uh, the unions charge dues. They send off a portion of the dues to the Democrat Party. The Democrats support the unions. It's one vicious cycle of cronyism. And uh, it's, it's about time this machine broke down. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, people need to understand what's going on in this country and why... Um you know, the media is the way it is, and uh, that the unions are controlling the Democratic Party, and uh, they're putting all this money into it. And uh, the truth, at the end of the day, and I've said this before on your show, is they want to take control of this country and uh, turn us into a um, socialistic, communist country without God in it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, one of the things I'm impressed with, you know, there's always something good that comes out of a crisis like this. Not for the Democrats, of course. They just like to exploit the crisis to... Uh, create their own agenda. But, you know, one of the things that are occurring is we found out that, what, 90% of our uh, pharmaceuticals or uh, antibiotics are coming from China. And, uh, you know, it's time to bring those businesses home. You know, the whole Trump agenda, Buy American, uh, America First, this whole agenda is, in my opinion, is being supported by this this type of a crisis. I mean, President Trump, I think, has done all the right things in order to protect us. But, uh, you know, what we're hearing from the other side, from the Democrats, is that we should have open borders. I mean, Sanders said, basically, with the coronavirus, I would open the borders. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's exposing what's gone on uh, over the past eight, eight years or so before Trump was in office. And, uh, to turn the country in the wrong direction, and uh, and Trump is turning it in the right direction. It's just, uh, but the, again, the media and them are trying to call him a liar and uh, and uh, make it seem like he's wrong, and that uh, we need to get him out of office. And yeah. that's what this is all about. Absolutely, Dave Beagle, again, the author of The Devil at Our Doorstep, just updated his website. It looks good, Dave. 
you can uh, go to thedevilatourdoorstep.com. Thedevilatourdoorstep.com is the website. Get a copy of the book. It's a great read and very informative when it comes to the tactics used by the progressives. Uh, You can get a copy on my website at a nice discount also at bobharden.com and, of course, at any book purveyor across the nation, including Amazon. Dave, I genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me on, and have a great uh, weekend. You as well. Thank you, Dave. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Tomorrow, I should say Monday, actually, we'll be visiting with Mark Schulman, the founder and publisher of HistoryCentral.com. We'll have a chance to digest a little bit of the crisis and what's going on over the weekend, and he'll be talking about, uh, we'll be visiting about current global events. We'll also visit with Jim McTagg. He is the former Barron's Washington Bureau Chief and author of a couple of books since he retired. One is Follow the Leader, and a sequel to it is uh, Shake the Money Tree, which is all the uh, situs for this uh, for his book is in Washington, D.C., and I enjoyed it so much because it's my hometown. It's where I grew up. In any event, you'll enjoy it as well. Again, uh, we'll be doing that on, uh, on the show on Monday. I hope you make it a great weekend on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>